What's up, everybody? A fun little episode today. I told Andrew I'd come on here myself and do this today because, you know, sometimes you got to take your medicine, right? And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to come on and you got to just, uh, you know, take your medicine. So, Luca Nation, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze, oh my, it is me giving your NFL overreactions, your overreactions today. But let's start off really quick by saying, whew. What a crazy weekend. We're here for episode 907. Um, if you listen to our episode last week, Andrew and I gave kind of like an NFL, uh, you know, preview. Um, he said Josh Allen's overrated. Um, we'll talk about Josh Allen in a second. Uh, clearly, he had that game pegged. I gave a bunch of props over the weekend, decided to post them out there for the whole world, and also gave my picks that week. Um, in that NFL preview episode, I was two and two on the picks. Should have been a little bit better. Um, you know, definitely called that five and a half was too much for the Bills to be giving. Um, you know, didn't see it going the way that it is. Um, I said that if I were making the spread in the 49ers Cowboys game, I'd make it five and a half because I think that the 49ers will win by six and they won by seven. So I got that one pretty, pretty close. But uh, I thought the Giants would keep it a little bit closer than the Eagles let them. The Eagles blew them out. Um, thought that the Eagles, you know, and the Giants' divisional matchup third time, you'd, you'd expect that to play a little closer than it did. And the Chiefs, you know, I expected the Chiefs to, you know, to cover that, you know, eight and a half, nine point spread. They were up. They wound up only winning by seven because of a late field goal that, you know, weird little backdoor cover. Um, nobody expected Mahomes getting injured in the game. Um, you know, gave some props this weekend. Um, game flow is fun, man. If you get to talk about sports betting, game flow is a lot of fun, right? So, you know, nailed Kelsey scoring a touchdown. I think he had two. He definitely had the first one. Um, and then it just went downhill from there. Um, you know, the uh, the props on the games were just, you know, they they were uh, <laughs> they were not so spectacular. I got to tell you, I tried to do, you know, at least one from, from each game. Um, you know, tried to give ones yesterday's games. And, uh, you know, let me tell you, the Bengals game, uh, thought Josh Allen would be running more. The snow obviously hampered that. The game flow hampered that. You know, I expected it to be a closer game instead of uh, Buffalo being behind the whole time and him trying to be stuck in the pocket throwing. Also, you know, I expected the Bengals to keep it close and Burrow would have to continue throwing. I expected to have more than those 25 completions. He had 18 at halftime and only five in the second half because he was up. You know, sometimes that happens with game flow. Um, you know, sometimes that's just the way that it goes. So I will be the first one to tell you. Didn't kill it this weekend on the props. Uh, two for two, two, two for four on the uh, on the actual game calls. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, the, them's the breaks. But let's have some fun with the overreactions and let's talk about how it impacts cards and let's talk about emotions. Um, you know, let, let's talk about how. If you guys check out my story, you'll see, you know, I put in there, uh, Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy, Mr. I made a t-shirt, Mr. Relevant to Breakers and Panini. Um, I wish we can go back in our time machines, you know, and talk about the beginning of the season, you know, football releases are coming out and people are pre-ordering and people are going to be like, you know, hey, yeah, I got to order this year's, you know, NFL class because, woo, got Brock Purdy in there. You know, that, that dude's going to be pretty good. No, no one was saying that. But they're saying it now, and, you know, I mean, he's looked good. I mean, the dude is a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, to the uh, NFC Championship game, 
where, you know, his team has a legitimate shot to advance and potentially even win a Super Bowl. I mean, one of four teams, right? You ride the momentum. No team has more momentum than them. They haven't lost since he came on. They were on a winning streak before he came on, though. Let's keep that in mind as well. Jimmy G had won some games before Mr. Purdy joined them um, before he got hurt. But, uh, I mean, I saw an eBay sale, guys, over $10,000 for a, a sticker mosaic auto of Brock Purdy. I don't know that any Dan Marino card has ever sold for more than $10,000. <laughs> um, yeah, I know Brock Purdy might win a Super Bowl as rookie year, and, and Dan Marino never won one. Um, but I guess the point here, guys, is let's be a little careful, right? Let's let's you know let's let's not completely go on emotion. But more importantly, just because you see people posting a ten thousand dollar Brock Purdy autograph sale does not mean that actually happened, right? Now I'm not going to get into hanky panky. I'm not going to get into all this stuff. For all I know, it's paid for and done. Some humongous Brock Purdy fan wanted that mosaic auto of him for ten thousand dollars. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. It's also possible as, you know, as products are out there and people want you to open those products and they want you to chase those cards thinking I could hit a $10,000 Brock Purdy card in here. Um, you know, there are ways to make sales look like comps and ways to, you know, buy that thing and not actually, you know, complete the deal. I'll be watching eBay to see whether or not that is something that gets relisted. And even if it is, even if it's paid for, um, remember Mac Jones, Donruss card last year. Remember, you know, what that sold for in PSA 10. And, um, you know, I don't even know if you can get a dollar for it now. So just easy with the emotion, easy with the overreaction on stuff. Um, and it works both ways. I mean, uh, Andrew would come on here and tell you that uh, Josh Allen is a fraud. He actually used that word, a fraud. Um, I happen to think that if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you got to like having Josh Allen as your quarterback. And while the, um, you know, the dominoes didn't exactly fall for you this year, um, you know, he gives you a chance to be playing competitive January football every year. I mean, that team has a very high floor. You know what I mean? They're not going to stink. That's going to be a good team. They'll probably make some changes and you got to hope that they'll learn from it. I'm not in the camp yet that he is a bust I'm not in the camp that he's a fraud, like you know Andrew would say. I'm not in the camp of dumping him now. But there will be people who are going to dump him. And that is also, I believe, an overreaction. Um, you know, he lost to a very good team and a very good quarterback. Um, and to think that, that that will be his last chance to get to the promised land, I think, is a mistake. Um, you know, so I think on the other side, I mean, while people are exuberant for Brock Purdy, you may have an opportunity to possibly grab a Josh Allen card if that's a guy you want to make a bet on um, as people overreact with him being eliminated. Trevor Lawrence, you might not get that same chance because I don't see people dumping his stuff just yet. Remember, Josh Allen was a 2018 rookie, right? He's been in the league now five years. Not the same for Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, people are saying that, you know, steady increase on Lawrence. They're not so quick to hop off the train. That increase for Josh Allen has sort of hit one of these kind of, you know, move, move it down a little. Um, and he didn't improve on last year. Last year, remember, he was that crazy Mahomes-Allen um, back and forth, 15 seconds left game away from getting to the AFC Championship game. 
Um, you know, people probably expected him to try to take a further step this year, and he didn't. Um, so Joe Burrow, I mean, Burrow looks like one of those guys. So does Mahomes. You know, I mean, they you have a repeat AFC championship game. Let's give Mahomes some credit. You know, I'm not a big Mahomes fan. I'll never really give him too much credit because I am a Raider fan. But um, Mahomes is the guy, man. I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan since 2017 in the Mahomes era, you have seen almost every football game that they could play in. They have not missed at least the AFC championship game. Um, and he's obviously played in some Super Bowls. So, you know, you sign up for that every year. Um, but the fun part is you guys listen to me um, and Andrew through our show, you know, daily. <laughs> And you go back to our NFL preseason stuff and we compare just not just who we think is going to go where um, and what's going to happen this year, but but we talk about how it relates to cards. And I give a laundry list of guys that I would be careful about investing in. Everyone from Zach Wilson to Mac Jones to Justin Fields to, um, you know, I'm forgetting a million guys, but all the young quarterbacks, guys. And the reason why I said I'd be careful investing in all Tua, all those AFC quarterbacks, is because they all have to still run through the gauntlet that is the AFC. They still all have to run through the Josh Allen, the Patrick Mahomes, and the Joe Burrow that are there. And you never know which one might get through. This year into the Final Four snuck a Trevor Lawrence. Who knows if that's going to continue next year? You have no idea. But – it seems like the gatekeepers now for the Super Bowl, you're going to have to beat Mahomes or Burrow. And for those guys, they're going to have to beat one another. You know, so far, Burrow's, got, Burrow's gotten the better end of that deal. Um, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, I tend to think Mahomes is going to play. We'll see later in the week. We'll make some calls about that game and see, you know, how his ankle's doing. Dude's a trooper, man. You know, I mean, obviously injured and did not want to get out of the game. Wanted to make sure that he was there, give his team the best chance to win. And uh, good for him. On the other side of the equation, what I told you about um, Josh Allen, and I know people might overreact and you might be able to get a chance to kind of, uh, you know, dump and, you know, maybe pick it up. There's also fool's gold out there, right? And... I have uh, look. I live in New York. I have been steadfast all year in my non-belief for Daniel Jones. All right, and he had a great offensive year. He really did, right? By all, by any all measures, you know, he he could scramble. You know, he threw the ball. Didn't exactly have such great weapons. Um, Saquon's good, but Saquon disappeared in the playoffs here, and you know they were kind of embarrassed by the Eagles. I, I think what you saw this year is the best you're ever going to get from Daniel Jones, and. I think if you're holding his cards, I might actually, you know, try to get what I can for them. I probably would have already sold my Daniel Jones cards. But if you're holding, I might try to move them. I would not be like if someone's dumping Daniel Jones, I would not be jumping on him, expecting him to take a next step and be in that great quarterback conversation. I wouldn't expect much better from him at all, ever. Um Hertz is an interesting one, right? Because you guys know my take on Hertz, and you see Hertz's cards are all down. He got hurt. I didn't call that. You never want anybody to get hurt. But this is a big game for him, right? Um, it's a big game for him. And we talked about the other side about Brock Purdy. Um, you know, it it's definitely a winnable game for the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles will be at home. You know, they were the best team all year, and they earned that home field. Um, and we'll see what happens. Purdy looked, you know, human 
as you'd expect somebody, you know, drafted as Mr. Irrelevant to be. Um, Hertz's cards are, are, are significantly lower than they were when he was undefeated and it looked like he might win the MVP and all that other fun stuff. Um, what's funny is here I was, sell your Hertz, sell your Hertz. He could be a buy. Hertz could potentially be a buy. I'm not going to go as far as, I mean, there are people on ESPN today. I think his coach, Sirianni, compared him to Michael Jordan. They said that Jalen Hurts is our Michael Jordan. Now he might be their Michael Jordan, but he's, I mean, to compare him to Michael Jordan is kind of silly. But, I mean, he's what Dallas thought Dak was. He can go out there and pick up a first down when it's third and three by running the ball. You can rely on him. And what I've seen so far, although the Giants defense is not exactly the greatest defense in the world, we're going to see better defenses going forward against him. He doesn't really make that mistake. He's not throwing the ball, you know, into double coverage. You know, he's he's tucking it and running with it, and he's making kind of the right plays. So I, I kind of like that. I, I mean, you know, my I was surprised at how well they played. He's got weapons. I mean, Miles Sanders looks back and healthy and looked great. I I called Devontae Smith to have a great game, and he did also. Um, missed that prop by a yard. He had it. He had he had it by five, and on his last catch, they called a penalty, and he got the five yards plus the first down with the penalty. He said the five yards and it being second down, so I missed it because of that. It's it's just funny how those props will go, you know, um, you know how the bets will go, and then they didn't throw the rest of the game because they were up by so much. Um, I will say this, and you know, from a from a card standpoint, I made a statement last week that the teams that seem to be surviving now are the quarterbacks that know how to find their tight ends. And the teams that have those tight ends that are the safety valves, um, you know, they're the ones that go out there and seem to do well. And I saw a lot of people win this weekend betting huge parlays on tight end scoring touchdowns, tight end scoring first touchdowns. And you saw Kelsey have two touchdowns. You saw, um, what's his name, Hayden Hurst actually had a good game. That's his name, right? The, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals tight end. I even forgot he was on that team, but there's no shortage of weapons for, for Tennessee. Joe Mixon really showed up I, I, for Tennessee, for Cincinnati. Um, I, I said in our preview that I expected Mixon to have a good game. It was going to be more running the ball. Um, but look on the other side. I mean, Kittle is amazing. You have Kelsey is amazing. And now you have, you know, uh, Goddard. And he was a touchdown scorer also. Kittle had a great game. So you're, you're seeing this sort of change in the NFL and the way, you know, the way they play it, they're using their weapons and the tight end has become a very big weapon, especially I believe with the mobile QB, because that's what happens, right? They do these sort of RPOs. They do these run pass options where a quarterback has the ability to kind of, you know, make a quick call. Let me dump it off three yards, four yards to the tight end. Let me tuck it and run and grab those three or four yards. Um, So it's not a surprise to me. I've been saying this now for quite a few weeks that if you watch the good tight end play, You'll see those teams that are able to survive in the playoffs, play good defense, good tight end play, and and go. I, I don't. I'm not telling you go invest in any any tight ends, but uh, you know it's 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 pretty relevant to see that these quarterbacks who have that kind of that security blank tight end. Um, people people asked last year, and we did in an episode. You know who's the better weapon for Mahomes? Is it Tyreek Hill or is it Travis Kelsey? And I think you learned this year that obviously Tyreek Hill is a weapon, but you know, look what Kelsey does. Look what he provides from Holmes in those scrambling plays. You, you know, you know where he's supposed to be. Um, and, you know, he, he allows drives to be extended. Mahomes knows if he's in trouble, throw it that way. And more often than not, 
Kelsey's going to make the play for him. Looking ahead, just like a quick, easy look ahead. We'll do this with Andrew as it gets closer. And, you know, I'll give props again. I don't care, guys. Um, I have fun with it. I research the hell out of these things. The rationale is right, even if sometimes the bets are wrong. We'll do some props. We'll do some plays. I really am looking forward to that AFC rematch. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying Burrow, um, you know, play. I, I, I enjoy watching him play. Um, I think what Burrow is doing is, is you know, it, it's – it's quarterback play at its finest. And Mahomes is right there, right? I mean, Mahomes is just a different, unorthodox style of playing quarterback. And obviously both of it gets it, both of those guys get it done. Um, you know, it would be a shame if we don't get full Mahomes and he's injured and we don't get to, you know, see that. And on the other side of the equation, it's kind of like um, you know, an interesting matchup, you know. Uh the Niners have a very good defense. Um, I know the Cowboys were up and down. I, I called it last week. I said, you know, that they've only we've only seen the best team two or three weeks out of 19. And, you know, the Cowboys have a chance to put up 30 on anybody. But the Niners defense is a good defense. Um, you know, we'll see whether or not the Eagles can kind of run roughshod on them the way that they do on, you know, against a lot of other people. But the same goes for Purdy. And, I mean, the, the Eagles, they, they seem to come out there in the first quarter, first half, and just really, they really start chopping. And wood, they really start scoring points. And if Purdy is behind and is forced to have to try to make up points and throw the ball, I don't know if he's that guy. I guess we'll learn. So exciting football, exciting, fun stuff to come. Um, you know, somebody asked me by DM, what's the best thing for the market? Like who winning of the four quarterbacks that are left? And I had a really hard time with it. I really did because I can make an argument for all four of them right? And let's do it, right? I can make an argument that Mahomes winning is great because now you have that. It, it's solidified as potentially the next Tom Brady. Does he have seven rings? No. But it it shows people who were investing in Mahomes like, okay, great. It's, it's fair that you were paying so much money for Mahomes. It kind of, you know, really puts a floor in there. And it's not just Brady and everyone else chasing Brady. It's okay. We have this other level of real good QB with the you know MVPs and Super Bowls, and if the the if the, the floor pricing and demand goes up for Mahomes, you would like to think it's going to move some of the other stuff with it. At least that was the argument that I had for Mahomes. I can make a similar argument for Burrow. I think that if Burrow wins, now you have another guy. You have another Super Bowl winner, another young guy, who you know, if you were a quarterback investor and you invested in Mahomes, you're probably doing okay. Right. If you're a quarterback investor in Burrow, this means that now yet another quarterback investment that you did is probably going to pay off. Burrow's cards are probably going to do all right if you win the Super Bowl. It kind of notches a floor. You can't take that Super Bowl win away from Joe Burrow. Um, so I, I think you can make an argument on the AFC. Either one of those guys winning the Super Bowl is a good thing. On the NFC side, same kind of thing. Like Hertz, Hertz was more of a more of a long shot kind of bet coming into this year. Um, you know, we, I do the Black Jada Wolf Uncaged with with Sharon, and, and she was the Tua and, and Hertz investor. And I even said buy Hertz uh, before the season when you compare his prices to someone like Justin Herbert. And he was like a fifth of the of the price. And I'm like, you know, at that price, he's a value. Um, if he wins, you know, there are people who bought in high in the season. You know, you'd like to think maybe if he wins, you know, maybe they can get back to where they were or close when I said sell. Maybe he'll get back to where it was if he would have sold when I said so. 
Um, but the people who were investing in him early and, and held on to some or all their cards, it's another quarterback investment. It's another player that, you know, in addition to Mahomes, I don't think Burrow stuff goes down too much. If he loses now, he's kind of solidified himself as a good investment and continuing to, you know, I know he we went to the Super Bowl last year. He'd like to see him go back again and take the next step. But still, AFC Championship game, pretty impressive. Um, you know, same thing, Hurts and Purdy. I mean, from a wax perspective, you know, this class was one that you were like, I remember last year everybody talking about how just put the wax away between Mac Jones and Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and, and Fields and all these other guys, it's going to be the best class. Just put it away. One of those quarterbacks, you didn't hear that about this class. You heard Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett were going to be, you know, middle of the road guys, might not even start. Willis didn't look good. I happen to think Kenny Pickett's going to be all right. Got some good wide receivers in this class. But nobody really collects wide receivers. I don't hear, you know, Drake London's name being thrown out there as like a, a must-have in the breaks or Chris Olave or Pickens. Um, but Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, all the wax becomes relevant, right? All of it becomes, you know, more sought after. You want to rip it, you know, when immaculate, impeccable, you know, flawless national treasure comes out. Everybody's looking for the RPA of the guy who's won the Super Bowl now. You know, I mean, that, that that adds another layer to it. So, you know, I can make an argument, and this, this was a long DM response, but I can make an argument for all four of them, you know, being good for the hobby. So we have some fun stuff. I'm eating a little crow after giving my props and not really, you know, coming through on them. But those are the breaks. Uh, we'll have some more, you know, you guys have been with us and doing our whatnot show all year. Know that, you know, I'm right about two-thirds of the time, maybe a little less than two-thirds this year. But I'm right more often than I'm wrong. This was not the week, though, you know, and, and it happens. Um, and overreactions. I, I wonder whether or not there's somebody out there that you could buy in this offseason who comes back stronger next year, maybe with a better coach, maybe with some weapons. Um, is it Herbert? You know, is Herbert the guy? Is he, you know, Andrew says, ah, forget it, he's done. Is Josh Allen going to be the guy if, if – People buy into what Andrew is saying, and you know he's a fraud, and they dump. Maybe It'd be interesting to see. So, hope you enjoyed this one, guys. We'll be back with a full one. We got some guest episodes coming up this week. Um, we got uh, we got a few, a couple of good ones actually. So enjoy those, and uh, you know enjoy the games coming up this week. I'm excited. I'm watching LeBron, man. I know it's an NFL episode, but another 37 point game last night. I think you. Know, since he turned 38, his lowest is like 23. He scored 40 a couple times. Um, I know he's not as good as Kobe, everybody, but, uh, you know, it's, it's it's been fun to watch him perform this season. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Nice, fun little short Monday episode for you guys. Enjoy. Thanks, Luca Nation. We'll talk to you soon.